It's an old rivalry in Smashville tonight. Nashville Predators host the Detroit Red Wings. Two teams in similar spots. And we'll tell you why each team has something big to play for. Not necessarily regarding a playoff chase. Plus other players to watch for tonight's showdown. Coming up today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day every single day. We are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer and editor at InsideThePreds.com. It is the Nick Morgan Bowl, and I know I'm. I actually have been so looking forward to this game for a couple reasons. Number one, you're going to just carry this episode, and it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Number two. I think it's so interesting after the trade deadline, what's going on with Nashville. And there's just a couple other teams around the league that I'm like, okay, let's talk through what's going on in Nashville and what I'm seeing here. So this is going to be really great. Just this whole rebuild reset talk when you look at Nashville and Detroit. So congratulations. Happy Nick bowl. Yes. I mean, in case you don't know, uh, my family's from Detroit. I grew up watching the Red Wings before the Predators came into existence. These are two teams, two franchises that really shaped my my hockey fandom. I love the Red Wings. I love the city of Detroit, just like I love all those memories of growing up in Nashville, getting to see the Predators blossom from that young team, the new kids on the block, into the Preds we know today. Uh, absolutely love this matchup, especially now that I feel like fans are less uh, diehard about it, that yes. Fred Wing isn't a bad word as it was, uh, <laughs> yeah. that people don't feel the need to shout stuff at you in the supermarket if you're wearing a different team's jersey. It's cooled down a little bit, but what I just I this game to me is always just like a celebration of of two great teams, great cities, great fan bases. So I always look forward to it. Do you have a favorite? I know we always talk about things from the Nashville Predators perspective, but put on your Detroit Red Wings hat. Do you have like a favorite memory or a favorite moment or game that you think back to growing up that you watched about Detroit? Uh, well, I mean, player, player, uh, Steve Eisman for sure. Yeah. Brendan Shanahan up there as well. Uh, favorite moment. Everybody I think knows what March 26 means for Red Wings fans. That was the, uh, the famous avalanche predator avalanche Red Wings brawl. You know, yes. Come on. You Darren McCarty yet Patrick Waugh versus Mike Vernon, uh, Brendan Shanahan, diving through the air to tackle Patrick Watts on ice. My grandmother was actually visiting us that week. It was the week after my birthday. Uh, And, you know, she's just like this, you know, little 
Ohio farm girl growing up and, you know, this pacifist and doesn't like violence. And, oh gosh. you know, my, and, you know, she's sitting there watching that. And my mom is, you know, kind of this old school hippie, like peaceful person, uh-huh. vegetarian. And I just remember both of them just like, kick his ass. Kick his ass. We want blood. <laughs> That's amazing. I just and I just I just I have a very fond, vivid memory of watching that game. I think it was eight at the time. Oh my god! Uh, but I so I was like still like in the age that was like one of the first seasons I like really like watched and understood hockey. You know, you yeah. you watch sports with your parents growing up and go to games and stuff like that. But it's not until you get a little bit older, like seven eight, that you really like can know all the players and all mm. that good stuff. Uh, so that was that was one of my earliest ones. Yeah. And oh my gosh, that is amazing. That is amazing. It it explains some things too. So I really thank you for that insight. <laughs> I want to know what No, that's amazing. I think I think we should all take a minute today and go find that video clip and just enjoy it. There we go. Uh, there's a lot of people that would hate that entire sequence in the year 2023. <laughs> oh, I imagine. I imagine. Let, let me tell you. Uh, let's get to the game tonight, though, Anne, because as you mentioned, it's interesting because these are two teams in very similar spots uh, looking between now and the rest of the season. We all know what the Nashville Predators did at the trade deadline, and we all know what they got in return, what they're looking like, what their little draft pockets look like, what some of their prospect pools look like now. Detroit Red Wings, very similar spot. You know, they re-signed Dylan Larkin uh, and Jake Wallman, you know, locked some people up. But, hey, remember, they they traded away uh, Tyler Bertuzzi. They just traded away Philip Peronic. They traded away Oscar Sundquist. They sold at the deadline, too. And you look at their draft capital, three first-round picks this year. So they're set up almost like the Nashville Predators. In fact, you look at the teams that probably did the best in terms of selling at the deadline. These are one and two. Like, these are one and two. Like, the teams that replenish their draft stock the most. So it's very interesting uh, to kind of see them, see what they did at the trade deadline. And I think moving forward, the goal is probably the same as well. Where do you picture them? So I think for us in Nashville, we're really looking at something that we haven't seen for a long time. As far as David Poyle likes to call it a reset, not a rebuild. It's a reset, but it's going to involve developing some young players. Like you said, it involved trading away some veteran players. Where are the Nashville Predators in the process when you compare to where Detroit is? Like, is is Detroit a little bit further down the road? Are they giving us a glimpse of what's to come? Or are they in pretty similar situations as far as getting to an end goal of being competitive? Well, to quote um, James Franco from the interview, same, same, but different. Uh, <laughs> I, I think when okay. you look, I think when you look at the Nashville Predators, I think they're closer now to maybe setting up a competitive team Mm -hmm. Uh, because you look at the team and you know they still despite a lot of the people they sold they still have a franchise goaltender in UC Saros very true something the Red Wings don't have you know they have a Norris caliber number one defenseman in Roman Yossi 
something the Red Wings don't have yet, although Moritz Sider is probably another, you know, one, two years away from jumping into that conversation. Sure. Uh, and, you know, they have a franchise forward, a couple of them, you know, Philip Fordsburg, Matt Duchesne, proven guys. Uh, Red Wings still, you know, outside of Dylan Larkin are struggling to find that guy who's just going to score like, you know, 40 goals a year. Uh, but so I would say the Predators are in a better spot to get there sometime in the next two years. But the ceiling, I think, for the, the current crop is a little bit higher for Detroit. As we mentioned, you know, Mo Sider looking like a yes. franchise defenseman right now. Uh, he's got, you know, give him another two, three years for us to really digest what he's going to become in this league. Uh, but he's looking every bit like a number one, you know, top five defenseman in the league. You know, yeah. they have another defenseman, William Wallinder, who a lot of people consider uh, the best defensive prospect not playing in the NHL right now. He should be in the NHL next year. They drafted Lucas Raymond uh, fourth overall a couple of years ago. He's still developing. So you have all of these blue chip prospects we just they just haven't developed fully yet and we're not quite sure you know what their ceiling is going to be so you know there's a little bit more you know when people talk about you know tearing a team down and rebuild it's to get players like these blue chip prospects the red wings have mm -hmm. you know franchise changing players that if things go well you can build around them it's just kind of you know so the ceiling there is higher i think it's just going to be kind of a more you know, you're banking on those guys actually becoming what you think they're going to become. Whereas right. the Nashville Predators, you know, they have those guys right now. You know, yes. they, have, they have the Matt Duchesne's. You know, you don't need to help somebody develops into a Matt Duchesne. You have Philip Forsberg. You have Roman Yossi. So, you know, I feel like the Nashville Predators are maybe in a better position to kind of start accelerating things a little bit. Bring up some of the younger guys that they do have. Mm -hmm. as opposed to Detroit, who I think is still very much on the slow burn and probably still, you know, two, three years away from really making noise. Yeah. And I think too, you hit on just briefly, one of the things that is so great that Nashville has that works in their favor, and that's UC Soros. You know, they've got UC Soros. And when you have a goaltender like UC Soros, you are automatically a step ahead when you've got somebody with Vesna caliber skills and you look Kevin Lankinen obviously signed for next year. So this is another, you know, great goaltender that we've got in kind of in that little slot with Yaroslav Askarov coming up through. So I think having a good goaltender kind of accelerates some of this stuff because, you know, goaltenders there it's wizardry people. Goaltending is, is just magic. And, you know, we talked a lot on this podcast, even about UC Soros and the trade deadline. And you're looking at somebody on the roster who has such high value trade wise, but David Poyle was pretty clear that Soros, you know, I'm sure he took a lot of calls on him, but Soros was something that I think is going to be a key piece for the predators and kind of sets them in a different place than some of these other teams that are rebuilding. So, yeah, yeah interesting. Yeah, and I, I would say that franchise goaltender is the hardest missing piece to find. Uh, just ask the Toronto Maple Leafs with all of the talent they have. Just ask the Edmonton Oilers with Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, two of the best players of our era. You know, just ask that. That's the hardest piece for any team to find. 
Nashville Predators have that. They just need to build a team in front of that. And it's crazy considering Pecorine, they've had that piece for almost two it's, full decades now. And they've yeah. hit full back to back. That is very rare. So that's why I'm always like, you know what? Let's uh let let's let's cool it on the sorrows talk. Let's see how things <laughs> go first. Because right. if you're in a position where all of a sudden you think you can put something together and you just traded away a franchise. Oh my gosh. Wolf. Uh, that so that that's my take on that. Also, want to talk about the current teams because I think they have very similar goals, including similar goals for this game. So we're gonna get into that in one second. Plus, I'll let and just quiz me more the Detroit Red Wings. That's Each right. show I have to do in terms of research <laughs> for the other team. Uh, so yeah, that's coming up in one second. But first, want to mention today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. We're in the stretch run for both the NHL and NBA season, folks, which means now it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because new customers get a no-sweat first bet. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Literally, no risk, all reward. All you have to do is download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, which is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything. We're talking money line. We're talking who scores the first goal. We're talking how many saves is a goalie going to have? How many rebounds is an NBA player going to have? Plus, they have exclusive bets like the two by three, which is two three pointers scored in the first three minutes. And FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. So don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. When you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. Again, fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, and. Predators versus Red Wings tonight in Smashville. 7 o'clock Central puck drop. Uh, There's a lot of old school fans listening to this where this rivalry still makes them very giddy. And I want to talk about, you know, I want to get your thoughts on kind of what the end goal is for the Nashville Predators. And I just wrote about this uh, for on the forecheck this morning. You know, the Predators are in the playoff race somehow still. I mean, they have three (laughs) games in hand at the eighth place team, which is the Winnipeg Jets, and they're six points behind, which is, you know, three wins. And, hey, Nashville haven't always looked good, but they're 7-2-1 and in their last 10 games. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're in it. Somehow, somehow the math, the math says so. Yeah. You know, the Red Wings are are kind of in the same situation, although their road to get there is a lot more uh, Nashville Predators. Here's the thing, though. I think when you look at these two teams right now, don't even worry about the playoffs. Mm -hmm. You know, Nashville Predators, I get it. They're in the thick of the chase. They're the the next team out you know they're mathematically have a good uh a chance to jump winnipeg but if you're the national predators your main focus i think is looking for the small victories game by game more than win or loss i'm looking at a couple things for the nashville predators one these young players that they have are they having good games 
you know, Phil Tomasino, Cody Glass, Tommy Novak, uh, Luke Evangelista, uh, whenever he's healthy. Uh, he was, he mid, did miss last game due to day, uh, day-to-day injury. We'll see if he plays tonight. Guys like that, guys that are not only coming into the lineup, but are kind of earning more responsibility just because there's no one left on the depth <laughs> chart in front of them. I want to see how they do. How do they do with expanded responsibility? If you give them a little bit more, are they getting better? Like over those three, four right. games, that they're handling a little bit. We know they're going to be growing pains, but aggregate, are they, you know, seemingly kind of getting better as a whole? Are they scoring more? Are they gelling more? That's one of the things I'm looking at uh, for the veterans, you know, guys like Matt Duchesne, Roman Yossi, I look at, are they engaged? Are they finding, you know, some new energy playing with some of these younger people? And are they starting to, you know, try to hold and maintain both the form and consistency that made them, you know, gave them career seasons a year ago? I'm looking yes. for them to refine that form, refine that energy, and refine that consistent level of play. Doesn't have to be that same output on the score sheet as last year, but the same level of play that got them there. If I look at those things game by game and I like what they see uh, on both of them, I think that is more important than the actual result of the game at this point. And who knows if the predators do both those things, they may very well wind up in the playoff race. But again, I, I think if you take the focus off how many points are we behind, blah, 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 and put it on, let's just find a couple of things in this game that we need to work on, that we need to see go well, I think the Preds are going to be in good shape. I think the trade deadline really freed up the players, the coaching staff, the front office, and let's be honest, the fans to look at hockey a little bit differently because if Nashville did not make a move at the trade deadline, we would not be looking at things like, are these young players improving? How are the veterans performing? We would be looking at why is this team not in the playoffs? So what happened at the trade deadline, kind of this reset has really changed expectations and it has become so much more enjoyable to watch hockey. Yeah. And look, I hate it. Uh, there's not a, a day that goes by that I don't have a moment of Matias at home is gone. But it really does change how Nashville Predators fans can watch these games. Because like you said, if the Predators make the playoffs, that's gravy at this point. If the Predators miss the playoffs, we're still learning so much about this team. And like you said, there are gains to be measured. And it's not going to be linear. We watched in one of the games on the road trip, there was just kind of a play where Luke Evangelista missed sort of some coverage. And I think it was the LA Kings scored. You're going to see some of those things. But what we are also able to see game to game with Luke Evangelista is this is a young player who is playing an NHL speed game. This is a player who is engaging, you know, with Evgeny Malkin in a physical way, you know, and can play at this pace. This is somebody who understands how plays unfold at the NHL level. So, Every single game, I agree with you, like you said, every single game is an opportunity to get a better gauge of who these young players are, where their growth is headed. I agree with you about the veterans because I don't know, it felt almost like when you have a team 
like we did before the trade deadline, you know, when the Predators had all of these veterans, it's almost expected that we're going to perform well. Yeah. You know, this team is going to perform well because we know what we have on our roster. We know what we've done in the past. That's all gone. And it it's what is that what is that new air going to do for some of these veteran players? And so far, I will say I liked what I've seen from them. The other thing I want to point out is remember, this is a Nashville Predators team that's looking very different. And we still haven't seen it with Philip Forsberg healthy in the lineup. Yeah, or you know, Uso Parsonin. Or Uso Parsonin. So I feel encouraged as I watch some of these young players in these games developing. I feel encouraged as I see kind of there's just a different role now in the locker room and on the ice for players like Yossi and Duchesne. It's just a different role now. And I like what we're seeing from them, but we still haven't seen the Nashville Predators. You know, they're not, they don't have Philip Forsberg. So I think there's a lot of good things to look forward to. And there's a lot to take away from every game set aside the postseason. This is a, a part of the season that for a lot of teams who aren't going to make the playoffs feels just like we're checking the box. We're getting to 82. Nashville's not there. They have a lot they need to look forward to. They have a lot they need to look at. They have a lot of growth to measure game to game. And it's actually a really fun time to be a Predators fan. Yeah. And it's funny because you look across the aisle at the Detroit Red Wings tonight and it's kind of the same role for them. You know, there's yeah. there's sort of in the playoffs, but that's not their goal. You know, they just traded away a lot of people kind of signaling that, you know, that they're not quite in it yet. You heard Steve Eiserman said, I thought we might have been a playoff team, but I don't think mm-hmm. we're a cup contender yet. And we need to keep working on being a cup contender that's it's kind of the same goal for them. You know, they need guys like Dylan Larkin to kind of step up and just take his game to a whole nother level. They need guys like Lucas Raymond, who I mentioned, Jonathan Berggren, another good young forward uh, and Mo Sider. They need them to kind of step up and start having some really good end of the season. And I think if you're, it kind of worked differently for the Red Wings because you look at the Nashville Predators, they've gone on this run. Uh, yeah. Like they're seven, two and one in their last 10 games. They're finding weird ways to win games. You look at the Detroit Red Wings. I, I think some of that took wind out of their sails because they were one of the NHL's hottest teams for a little bit. Uh, they, they lost to Ottawa in back-to-back games. Steve Eiserman, uh, you know, started trading some folks and it just kind of went into a tailspin after that. And you could kind of see, the wind take, you know, the wind deflate from their sails. The Predators didn't do that. The Predators kind of went all in and kind of used it as an excuse to, okay, let's get some more energy going. You know, the Red Wings, they had a big win over Boston. Uh, They blew a lead the game before, but they also played very well against Boston in that game. They did. And they used that as a turning point to, all right, we got to get some energy the rest of the season. We got to see what we have here and we got to go in the off season on a high note. Yeah. That to yeah. me, I think is, is something to watch as well. Well, coming up, we're going to tell you some of our keys to the game. What do the Nashville Predators need to do against this Detroit team to continue collecting some points? We're going to talk about that in just a minute, but first, 
want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by our great friends at Athletic Greens. This is a product that Nick and I have talked about. We use it every day. And full disclosure, we started taking AG1 because they sent us a sample thought, okay, let's try this out. It says that it's going to improve immune support, better gut health, better energy, you know, and who does want to stand there? Nobody wants to stand there and separate out all these pills and supplements and take them all every day. So, okay, let's give this a try. Here is what is great about Athletic Greens. You're going to notice a difference in taking it in just a few weeks, and it is the easiest thing you can do to improve your health. So what is this stuff? With one scoop of AG1, you're going to absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This blend of ingredients does everything from supporting gut health, digestion, your nervous system, your immune system. You're going to notice a difference in your energy and focus as the day goes by. It's going to do all of those things in just a little bit amount of time. And here's what's so easy. You literally get up in the morning, take a scoop, put it in a glass of water, stir it up, and drink it. It tastes great. It's not like one of those green powders that you're going to have to choke down. You're going to enjoy drinking AG1 every morning. And here's the thing. If you are keto, paleo, or you're eating dairy-free, or you need to be gluten-free, AG1 is a product that is still for you. It has no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, no artificial anything, and it contains less than one gram of sugar. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to send you a free one-year supply of immune-boosting vitamin D, and they're going to send you five free travel packs with your first purchase. So all you have to do is go and visit our friends at athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, and we are talking Nashville Predators versus Detroit Red Wings tonight. 7 o'clock Central Puck Drop at Bridgestone Arena. Uh, you know, we kind of talked about what, where these teams are, and what do you think the Preds need to do tonight to get the win? You know, for me, we've talked about the young players in Detroit. We've talked about the young players in Nashville. We have seen some really great things from, let's talk about Tommy Novak, Thomas Novak, Thomas the Tank. Thomas, Thomas the Tank Engine. We're working on it. It's, it's preventing the tank. Preventing the tank. Thomas preventing the tank engine. Um, but I really tonight want to watch the veterans play. You know, Roman Yossi has uh, only two points in his last five games. He had two assists against Anaheim. Matt Duchesne only has one point in his last five games, but he did have the shootout winning goal. Um, but I would love to see what Yossi and Duchesne do. Also, Colton Sissons. You know, Colton Sissons had a couple goals a few games back on this road trip. Granted, Colton Sissons had a whole thing going on when he took was a high stick to the face. So grace and abundance for that. But I really want to see how these veterans lead this team tonight. You know, you mentioned it. This is a huge rivalry in Nashville. And this is, you know, Detroit is one of those teams where no matter where you go, there are going to be Red Wings fans. So tonight at Bridgestone, there's just going to be a different energy than if it was just any other team. So let's see how these veterans come out and perform on the ice and how they lead this team. So for me, a huge key is going to be Yossi and Duchesne. Are they going to come out and be hot and kind of take control of part of this game for the Predators? 
Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I would love to see the veteran step up and do stuff. We've talked about Tommy Novak. We talked about Phil Tomasino had a couple of great plays Gosh, yes. this weekend. You know, Luke Evangelista is starting to cook a little bit. You know, if he's back in the lineup, you know, that's that's a big thing. Uh, but now now it's going to be on Matt Duchesne. Now it's going to be on Roman Yossi. You know, we, we talked about little things you want to see game by game earlier in this episode. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of them. You want to see the veterans step up uh, and and handle what they're going to handle in. Uh, here's a fun thing. Uh, so, you know, NHL.com has like the players to watch, like the leaders for the last five games. Oh, come on. Who, who do you think they have as the leader in assists for the Nashville Predators? Come on. And I think it's, I think it's like it? a three, four way tie, but. But who's on there, friends? Our good friend, Cole Smith. I don't know if I'd say good friend, but. I mean, I think he's probably lovely. He, he is probably lovely. He's probably uh, lovely. Yeah. yeah Cole uh, Smith, leader <laughs> in assists in the last five games, or at least tied with the lead. So, but read that list just for fun on NHL. Read this list yeah. out loud for us, Nick. So. Who is the points leader for the Nashville Predators in the last five games? Tommy Novak, five who, points last. Who is the leader in goals in the last five games? Tommy Novak. Who is the assist leader in the last five games? Cole Smith. And who has the best plus minus in the last five games? Tommy Novak. Who would have thought we'd see yeah. that list? We are. <laughs> this is like the upside down from Stranger Things. We are just yes. entering an uncharted world where nothing makes sense. I know. Uh, I was giggling when I saw that. I was like, oh, y'all, we did not see this coming. <laughs> yeah. In any context, try to go back to like November 3rd and say, this is what this list is going to look like. <laughs> You would probably be like, oh, God, the Predators are dead last in the NHL right now. <laughs> right, right. Uh, nope, they're 7-2-1 they're in their last 10. That's so delightful. So shout out to Tommy Novak and Cole Smith. Yeah, the 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 great assist man. Yes, Cole yes. Smith. So what do the Detroit Red Wings need to do in this game, Nick? Put on your... Uh, opposition hat and what do the red wings need to do in this game they need to get better as the game goes on Mm -hmm. that's the big thing because you watch some of these games that the red wings have they're off to hot starts they look great Mm -hmm. uh and then they kind of do what the nashville predators have had trouble doing in their past which is they are not responding to adversity quite well you know they get hit in the mouth and they just stagger about mm-hmm. you saw that for the boston game uh the red wings were up four to nothing boston came back and made it four three and were swarming at the net very late in that game you know the, the red wings were on cruise control they're just beating boston to every puck just looks so sharp uh, you know, Billy Huso was making a lot of good saves in net. And then one goal happens. You know, the Bruins scored once and it was yes. just like a, a switch flipped. And, you know, part of that maybe was just because Boston, you know, psyched themselves up to get back into it. But I've seen this happen with Detroit this season. You know, they, they start off good. They have a good lead. They, you know, one goal happens and it just kind of you can see the team get a little bit rat- rattled. 
Uh, the puck battles, they're starting to lose a lot more puck battles. There's a little bit more shaky plays, you know, passes that's like, you shouldn't have made that pass. You should have held on to it. Uh, even, you know, Vili Huso, who's been very good at stretches this year, you know, all of a sudden there's a lot more juicier rebounds on some routine looking shots, a little bit of a wonky looks like he has to work a little bit extra for it on what would have been a routine save. You can kind of see the confidence get shaken a little bit. So if you're the Red Wings, if you go up in this game or, or you start off strong, you got to get better as the game goes on and not let, you know, that Nashville first punch rattle you. Yeah. And like you said, this is something we've talked about with the Predators. Um, the other key to this game you mentioned just right now is Billy Huso. He gave Nashville fits in December or in November when they played, got the shutout. And it wasn't for lack of trying on Nashville's part. You know, they were generating some good chances. And he absolutely was lights out in that game with some big saves. So Nashville's going to have to find a way to finish some of their high quality shots that they're going to take. And we're going to need, um, I'm assuming it's going to be Saros and that could be Lincoln in. Um, which is so nice to be able to say could be either one. And I think we feel the same way in our guts, regardless of the name in the net for the Nashville Predators. Um, but I think goaltending is going to be a key part of this game tonight as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, the, and I would say it's kind of a tale of, of two opposite situations. I think the Red Wings defense is overall playing fairly well mm-hmm. in front of what's turned out to be kind of average goaltending. Uh, the Nashville Predators defense is just playing absolutely porous in front of two very, very above average goaltenders. Uh, so kind of opposite situation there. Uh, Seven o'clock puck drop tonight, as we noted. It should be an interesting one at Bridgestone Arena. Even though these two teams are on the outside of the playoffs looking in, probably a lot to play for for both of these teams versus a very similar reasons and of course we'll have your recap tomorrow on locked on predators and where can people find your work you can find my work online at insidethepreds.com you can find me on twitter at ank underscore mama on ice you can find me at underscore ns morgan on twitter uh read my work at on the and uh for any red wings fans listening or preds fans that are just curious about what's going on in the world of detroit uh, be sure to follow my work at Winging It in Motown as well. Check out some good stuff there. Uh, for you guys, however you're listening to this, be sure to subscribe. really helps us out, and it lets you know when we're the first to put out new content. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you, as always, for making us your first listen of the day. Back tomorrow with Preds Wings Recap.